Hi, welcome to the El Lanclasico podcast and welcome to the first of hopefully many special guest episodes where we'll sit down with former players who have turned out for Burnley, Rovers or as in this case, both. So without further ado, let's meet former Rovers, Burnley, Leeds and Con Dynamo's player, oh, and East Lancashire native, Kevin Hurd. El Lanclasico podcast with pickles and gravy. Half of you will hate half of it. Kevin, welcome to the El Lanclasico podcast. It's lovely to have you here as our very first guest. Um, you you just asked before. He said, "Oh, have you had any of the other 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 lads who've played in the in the derby on here yet?" But the truth is, you are our first guest, but the most perfect guest we could we could wish for, really. Yeah, definitely. Um, so, I, I don't know. Instead of us doing the introduction, do you want to just sort of um, tell us about your history with East Lancashire and and the Blackburn Rovers versus Burnley derby? Yeah, I think, well, when I played for Rovers, um, all the games were sort of between, I'd say, between 1975 and 1980, something like that. From what I can recall, they were always really close encounters, might be odd goal, draw, whatever, um, that sort of thing, you know. So they were, they were never a lot in it, really, you know, as regards results, anyhow. Obviously, the rivalry were always there. And what were your personal which... performances like in, in those games? Yeah, yeah. Um, I can remember. I think I scored once down at Turf. I think they beat us two one. I scored. Um, I can remember a couple of games at Ewood. I think I think they beat us and we drew one. Remember the game when we beat them at um, we beat Burnley at Turf three two. Um, yeah, but like I said, they were all pretty close encounters. You know, I mean, we, we've. That final year that I were at Rovers, I think that was probably our best side that we had. Um, and I think I think I think we actually did finish fourth that year, second division, which which nowadays they're in a playoff place, wouldn't it? So, yeah. but we were struggling really for, to score goals. We needed somebody to score twenty odd goals for us, and we were always struggling. Everything we doing on the shoes thing, Rovers had no money at all. Was that? Um, I suppose Garner wasn't quite there then, was he? It was he came in just a little bit later, was it? Well, that's the irony. He was, he was, but he was just a young lad. He'd maybe, ah, right. by the time I left, he'd maybe played half a dozen games or something like that, you know. And he was on subs bench and stuff like that. You know, we were looking for people on free transfers, like John Radford came from Arsenal, I think. John Aston came from Man United. We had a lad called Andy Needham that came. Um, a, a guy called Keith Fear that came and... Yeah. But, <laughs> like I said, we were just struggling for somebody to... I think, I think the season before me and John, myself and other fullback John Bailey scored like twenty goals between us, you know. <laughs> but that's what—that's where we struggle. We just normally to to actually get us twenty goals a year. Otherwise, I think we probably would we probably would have you know we, we might have made it into first division that year. So let's let, let's go way back for you, Kevin, and and your your, your early life. Um, so so where were you? Where were you sort of brought up? Yeah, I was I was born in Colin, so all the people that I all, all the people obviously around my area, most well the majority of people supported Burnley, and they had a good they had a good side then. You know, I could probably I could near enough go through the side that they had with the early sixties. I think um, it was Jimmy Adamson, Jimmy McIlroy, Ray Pointer era. What um, a team that is! Yeah. Yeah. Oh, they were a superb team. Yeah. When, when even yeah. I know the names, then you know it's a very <laughs> good team. <laughs> yeah. Well, we, you're talking sixty odd years, aren't you? Or something like that. That team. 
So most of the people that I knew and grew up with supported Burnley. So I, I kind of didn't really have an option. I, I was a Burnley fan whether I liked it or not. <laughs> <laughs> That's how and it then, is, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then I started watching a little bit and uh, like all kids do, they, they hang on to a favourite player and my favourite player was John Canelli. John Canelli left and went to Man United, so I changed allegiances. I was getting a bit older then as well. I was like, you know, <laughs> having thoughts, thoughts of my own about who I should be supporting. So that was best loan Charlton era. So I supported United for quite a long time. Right. Um, and that that was that was basically the early days, like you know. Um, At this point, did you want to be a footballer? Yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah, I wanted to be be a footballer. Yeah, most of <laughs> from what I can remember, most of my life, that kind of thing, you know. Um, um, I have a brother that's like nearly ten years older than me, so he basically said we're coming to September holidays. I was fifteen, and he says well, you need to go. You need to go and do something if you because the scouting system went around like it used to be. I mean, I, I worked at Rovers Academy for twenty years, and like. You know, five and six year olds now, they're all known by the scouts. Every every play, every good yeah. play, every decent player now are known by football clubs. Mm-hmm. It was different then. So he basically, so he, I said, yeah, I'll go and I'll write for a trial or something like that. He says, go right. He says, go down, go down, go, go down to Burnley, obviously, nearest club, and ask to speak to somebody and say, like, you know, you want to trial. So I went down to Burnley, <laughs> knocked at the door. This guy answered, and it basically just fobbed me off and. So I went back home, told, told my brother what had happened. He says, right, he says, don't stop there. I get yourself down to Blackburn, second nearest club. <laughs> so, yeah, so I thought this is not this is not going to work. You know what I mean? It's just not going to work. Anyhow, plucking up, with we, we, what happened first time, plucking up courage. I can remember walking down, down the streets of Blackburn before I dared knock at the door. Um, <laughs> so anyhow, I eventually plucked up enough courage and I knocked at this window, um, on Nuttall Street there, where it used to be, where Jack Walker stand is now. And anyhow, this really nice Irish lady up, opened the window and said, yeah, where are you from? What you do? What do you want? I said, oh, I, you know, I want, have a, I want to have a trial sort of thing. She says, where are you from? I said, oh, I'm from, from Cone. She said, oh, have you come on your own? Yeah, I said, yeah. So, <laughs> bloody, bloody, bloody. She says, give me your name and address and I'll make sure that the money you get. Didn't think anything of it. About three weeks later, I got a letter Report for a trial match at Olsen Training Ground signed Johnny Carey, who was the manager of Blackburn Rovers at that particular time, right. 1970 to be. And so played in the trial, um, yeah, played out this game. Next on this, that was on the Sunday, on the Monday, Johnny Carey. This is this, you've got to take into account. This is the manager of Blackburn Rovers at the time. This probably wouldn't happen. Now. In fact, it just wouldn't happen. So John came to my school. He says we want to sign Kevin. I would, it, it was my final year at school. Um, spoke to my parents, not very good. Anyhow, that was it. That's how I started, basically. So, <laughs> you know, if you want to be a footballer, you don't get to choose who you play for. It's just, well, what you make it, what you make out of whatever happens, you know. As, as you want, if you want to be a footballer, you're going to play for anybody because it's just something that you want to do. Do you think the so rivalry... If it had been, if if been Aberdeen or Southampton, I would have still said, yeah, let's, <laughs> come on, let's sign, let's go. <laughs> do, do you think the rivalry then was quite as, you know, quite as vociferous, really, of, of you know, you, you just... You, you found it easier to do that than, say, maybe some people would, maybe in the years after that, if that makes sense. 
do you think it's it's sort of got worse and, and people are more loyal now um you, than, than you mean as regards pursuing a um you know, a, I mean, a sort of well, a lad from Colne and being a Burnley fan, going to play for Blackburn Rovers. Do you think, you know, do you, do you think it was um, more palatable then than it maybe is now? Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah. Um, why, why, why is it? I don't know. Maybe it's just society as it is. You know, I failed. I failed to get too wrapped up in, you know, the the intense sort of rivalry it gets to at some stage because, I, I mean. When you're playing professional football and you're in the game and you train every day, it's it's just your life and it's it's taken a bit kind of too serious, really. You know, now I've come out of football and I've been out of football for 30, 40 years, 30, 40 years whatever it is. I feel I fail to see the the um, out the the input, <laughs> how much importance is put on it, like you know, because at the end of the day, it's just a game of footy, isn't it? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It is. Yeah. It's just a game of footy. I'm, I'm, you know, it's just like when you were at school and you were playing. Like we had, we had two secondary modern schools, Primerton Park, so that were kind of. <laughs> it was well. basically the same sort of a thing. You know what I mean? My neck of the woods. That you went to Primit, didn't you? Yep. Yeah. I did. Oh yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. I went to Primit. Yeah. 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 I went to Primit as well. Yeah. No. Yeah. Tommy I went to Primit. Yeah. Oh come on, Tom. Yeah. It's my, <laughs> my neck of the woods. All there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So at the time well, uh, when you at the time when you when you had that trial at Rovers and you signed for Rovers, what did your friends and family make of it? Oh no, no, they weren't bothered at all. Not not at all. No, I bet they were chuffed. It wasn't an, really. like, like an easy, yeah. It wasn't an easy occupation to get into. You know. What mm-hmm. I mean? <laughs> but I mean, I, it, 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 I don't know whether it would have ever happened or not. I'd have not gone and knocked at the door, basically. You know, I mean, my brother's philosophy were, look, just, just don't write. You've got to go and make it happen yourself kind of thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. it's brilliant. So, so what was that situation when you went to Burnley before you went to Blackburn? You said you knocked on the door and they, they, they dismissed you. Is that right? Yeah, but it were it were uh, it weren't there were no animosity. The, no. the guy that I spoke, I don't even know the guy that I spoke to. He might have had a bad night with his missus or something. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> he might have fallen out with his missus or something like that, or a trip to a dog or whatever. But yeah, so it, I was just a bit like disconsolate, you know. After that, I thought I'm not doing this. This is not going to work. Anyhow, he made me go and if 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 I would have gone to Blackburn and same thing, as that, I know what it is. My brother has said he just said go to Bury or Rochdale yeah, or yeah. something like that. <laughs> what are some of the what, your time at Rovers then? Coming from a, a Rovers fan's point of view here, what what are some of the standout moments, the games that really stand out that you know you're most fond of? Your time in blue and white. Well, that final year that I was there, um, we had some. Yeah, we had some really. In the second division at that time, I think we were Tottenham and Southampton. Um, right. And I remember playing Southampton down at Ewood and I think we beat them 3-1. They, I think they were top and we were about fifth, something like that. That's a game that stands out. Wednesday night, freezing, throwing it down, windy. <laughs> yeah, and they had like players like Alan Ball playing from, you know, Mick yeah. Shannon, yeah. Peter Osgood. They had, a, they had a good side, but we beat them. Um, the game against Burnley at Boxing Day, I think most Rovers fans at that era will probably remember that game. Was it 3-2? It was 3-0, yeah, wasn't three, it? And then they came... 3-2 on Boxing Day, it yeah. Were, yeah. yeah. Um, but that I, I signed when, uh, when it was about 1970. 
and I was there for nearly 10. I left at the end of 1979. I was nearly there for, for 10 years. And that 10-year period, as regards Rovers, it was a bit of a, like, what you could call Barring an undervalued... It, it was an undervalued period, though, because I know Billy Bancroft, the year I joined, he, he took over as uh, director, um, and then he brought in Ken Furphy, and he basically turned turned the club around, I think, because they were they were heading serious before the division with my first. And Ken came in and he, he was just full of enthusiasm and he got a bit more discipline into the club, I remember, and he started sorting stuff out commercial-wise and all things like that. And he, he kind of turned Rovers around, I think, and he, he kind of built a, a club up. And just as it was, just as it was going really well, he, he went to Sheffield United, um, so they had to get another manager in. That was Gordon Lee. He took him on another step. He won third division with him. Um, and then he went He went to Everton and then they brought Jim Smith in. And yeah. he took us to that, that period where I left kind of thing, you know. Because everything everything in that 10-year period, they were skinned. Blackburn were absolutely skinned. They had no money at all. You know, there's this famous story about Billy Bancroft having to pay a floodlight bill out of his own pocket. I don't know how true or not that is, but I can imagine it probably were. Yeah. And uh, but by that's what I'm saying. By they were getting sort of crowds of about eight to ten thousand the Blackburn. So they were that crowd. They were the board of directors, and there were the fifty or sixty or seventy sort of amount of players that played in that ten year period. That Blackburn know a lot too, because you know everything was done on a shoestring. I was sold to Leeds for three hundred and fifty at end of nineteen seventy nine. John Bailey was sold to Everton. For three hundred and fifty thousand, our keeper Paul Bradshaw was sold to Wolves for hundred and fifty thousand. So coming to the, in, into that sort of nineteen eighty period, Blackburn suddenly had about a million quid about him, which were just just unheard of. And yeah. So that kind of set Rovers up for the next Bobby Saxton, um, Howard Kendall cut kind of period. You know what I mean? Yeah. So they had a bit of money in the bank to sort of go on from that, and obviously when they reached the nineties. Jack came in, and we all know what happened after that kind of thing, you know. Yeah. So that that period there, that ten year period of Rovers, I really do think that you know it's they all Blackburn all locked to that kind of period, you know. And he had that, they had those three players, didn't they? They had Stuart Metcalf, Derek Fazakle, and Tony yeah. Parks. They yeah. played through all that period, and they were that like little diamond in the centre of the team. Yeah, that like epitomised what Blackburn were, you know, a working class. Hard working, down to earth club. Graham Hawkins as well, centre back. I think Graham maybe. Hawkins, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that was John Waddington. You, you talk yeah, about Dave your ta- Wagstaff. Yeah, you, you sort of mentioned your transfer to Leeds United there, and that made you the most expensive fullback in English football. Is that that right? It were at the time, yeah, yeah. That's some yeah. title to hold, that, isn't it? Well, in all honesty, like. Um, I didn't really want to leave Rovers, to be honest with you. I was quite happy there. The team were playing well, but it was just one of those things where I kind of had to go because it was a chance to play in big league, you know. Yeah. That was basically what it was. And the money for Rovers, of course. I mean, it's you know, when you sort of mention it's, it's sort of a lifesaver. I mean, they get, they get that much a week now, right? emotions when you when you sort of hear you know look there's a lot of money has come in for your services what what you know because myself and pickles uh nowhere near having football careers uh we're absolutely awful 
what does it feel like that, that someone's paying you that massive compliment to say that, look, we want to make you the most expensive fullback that, that, that has been in England? What, what sort of goes through your mind? It's, I don't know. It's a bit weird, really, to be honest with you. Yeah. Because I remember, I remember John Canelli being sold to Man United for, for I think it was 55000 and there were times I used to think like that. I'm thinking, well, hang on a minute. I've like, you know, I'm like six times. <laughs> and he was more your favourite player growing up. He's your idol. And, and He was with John, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he played for Bayern and Burnley, didn't he? Mm. As well. I don't know if you know that or not. But yeah, there was, I mean, there's quite a few of us. He's like Keith Newton, Adam Blightlow, John Kennelly, and He's probably quite a lot more, you know. Yeah, um, when you but were... yeah John, John ended up playing for Blackburn after he left United, I think. And when you were at Leeds, there was some Burnley connections there, weren't there? Yeah, well, Flynny, Brian Flynn played for Leeds. Mm-hmm. Um, and Ray Ankin did as well. In that, that team that I joined in 1979, there were Flynny and big Ray Ankin playing, which, you know, them two lads had come from Burnley. Yeah. Um, yeah, so there were, there were a connection there, if that's what you mean, yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And how did you find Leeds and then the move on to Burnley? Leeds, well, yeah, no, you, you can't be playing in big league, you know. That's every footballer wants to play in front of crowds, don't they? You know what I mean? And that's that's basically what it was. And you know, you're playing at all the big stadiums and stuff like that. So yeah, that was a place to be, really. And then how did the move to Burnley come about? Burnley ended up getting a free transfer at, at Leeds, and who got in touch with me? Um, you know, I can't remember. It, it wasn't John Bond. It was somebody else who got in touch with him. You know, they said that Burnley were interested. So I went down and spoke to... Um, I actually don't think I spoke to John Bond, you know. I think it was John Benson I spoke to. Um, anyhow, yeah, that's how that came about, yeah. So, yeah, I okay. ended up playing for the team, kind of supported as a, you know, really young kid. Full circle then. And can you remember how you felt? What was the... <coughs> What was that experience like? Yeah, I liked it. I enjoyed my time at Burnley. Yeah, I did. Yeah, but I, I mean, I, I probably played fullback most of my life at Rovers and Leeds. But I did start playing in midfield a little bit for Burnley. And, you know, I, I scored quite a few goals for him, to be honest with you. I think, I can't just remember. How, I think I scored like 20-odd goals. I think I was leading goal scorer once at Burnley. Well, next I think you got 23, 23 goals in 83 games. It's not bad, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, so uh, my, my goal account was okay, like, you know. Um, but the club was like, John. I mean, obviously John Bond <laughs> was the least popular manager ever at Burnley, I think. So <laughs> I, I I've, went heard a, in, I've heard a lot about John Bond. Yeah, yeah. the whole yeah. football world, I think, really, isn't it? But yeah. So that era was with John Bond, basically, and, you know, it was the club were in a little bit of demise, to be honest with you, because I think they were struggling for a bit of cash at that particular time. In fact, it was the, the year after I left, I think, was the year that, this, that Ian Britton scored the, you know, the, the goal against the goal. Orient to keep them in the, in the division, so in the fourth division, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. So it, it wasn't the best kind of times at Burnley but um, yeah it was some of the, I enjoyed my time there it was some of the best players and 
the best characters that you played with at Burnley? At Burnley, well, Tommy Hutchinson. Tommy Hutchinson was a bit of a character. Right. Um, Brian Flynn had gone back there, there then as well. Um, and Kevin Reeves were there. So we had some decent players, but, you know, sometimes it just didn't gel, does it? <clears throat> yeah. I've got to go back a little bit and ask you about the goal you scored four overs against Burnley. Yeah. Can you just describe that goal for me, please? And, and... Yeah. Um, it, <laughs> <laughs> it takes some remembering, in all honesty. From what I from what I can remember, they beat us 2-1, I think it were. And I just can remember getting ball at edge at box. I looked up and I could see Alan Stevenson just slightly off his line. So I just chipped it and it just went right in the top corner. Oh. And that was basically, yeah, that was basically what I remember about it. I think it was on Stevenson. What do you remember about the, the crowd? Do you, can you remember the crowd that day? Was it particularly a hostile environment? And did you have family and friends there? Yeah, yeah. Was the family and friends and Burnley supporters, yeah. yeah. <laughs> did, you get Cursing, of, did you get a bit of stick? <laughs> I, mean, not, I mean, the game that I remember most was the 3-2 one at, at, on Boxing Day. Yeah. Because... We were three up after Black three up after, and I'm not, I'm not kidding you. We should have been set up. We shouldn't. Without a bit of a lie, we should have been six nil. We in the past, we were one cleared off the line, and Keith Fear and I'll say that's all in the first half. So we went in at half time with the Rovers fancying in bells and all that sort of thing. We were three nil up, you know. Second half, it's a different story. They came back at us, and we were actually hanging on a little bit in the end. Ended so ended up three two. Um. I think there were 28,000 in, something like that. All right, brilliant. I've got to ask you about Cone Dynamos. Yeah, um, like called Graham White ran Cone Dynamos and he'd been, he brought quite a few ex-pros and Alan Kennedy and um, Derek Scott played, actually, from Burnley. Yeah. Um, and there was a couple of others. What was the atmosphere like around Cone Dynamos? Because I've heard so much about it, it's almost like a myth. It's like a legend. This Cone Dynamos and, cho- <laughs> and Chalky White, it really is. I've heard so much about it. Yeah, well, he obviously wanted to take him as far as he, he could go, you know. And he, I think he had a bit of a, a bit of finance behind him, so he was bringing some of these ex pros in and stuff like that. Um, and they were slowly climbing the league, and they were talk. They were talk of actually building a, a new stadium in, in Cone on the site now where Boundary Hill is. Yes, yes. Yeah, that that was all kind of planned. Um, and then, I don't know, for, I, I don't think many people do know the reason, but it basically just disbanded. It's fascinating. The finances ran out and that, mm. that was it. Because there was a... It was quite a, because, close for business. <laughs> correct me if I'm wrong, but there was a feeling that Dynamos could overtake Burnley. There was a little bit of thoughts about that. Yeah, yeah, they were. It was, I think it was just playing the sky, to be honest with you. Right. Because of the talk of the new stadium and obviously the players that we were beginning to bring in, how they were going up the leagues, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think they were a bit of um, them kind of thoughts, but I don't think it were. I don't, well, it didn't come off in the end, so, yeah, I don't know. But I don't know exactly why it all folded, I haven't a clue. Apart from it was probably something to do with finance. Yeah. Amazing. One of my Rovers supporting friends always uh, he uses Con Dynamos as a bit of a uh, thing to poke Burnley fans with, where he says, you know, at one point Con, <laughs> Dyn- Con Dynamos were getting as many as you were on it too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's all good banter, isn't it? 
Yeah, and I think it's important what you said before about not taking it too seriously, as difficult as that is sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you'll have to get Simon Garner on and ask him about oh, that. Absolutely. <laughs> Yeah, he's, on, he's on the list. He's on the list. <laughs> I think I think Tom Pickles might be away uh, when we when we record that one. <laughs> so, what are your thoughts about Rovers and Burnley at the moment in this current day? Good, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, this has got to be one of one of rare moments that they've actually gone to battle and they're actually first in same mm. league. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that that adds a bit of spice to it. Of course, it does. Which way is it going to go? I'm a clue. You tell me. It's going to be tight, I think. Yeah, I think it'll be tight. Yeah, yeah, I think it will. Because well, apart from Saturday with Burnley, they both seem to be not giving a lot away. And Blackburn have a, a tendency at the moment to either win or lose, don't they? Have they drawn again? I don't nope. think they've drawn. Have they? Not, we've not drawn no. a single game. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, and we tend to. Yeah, and no. every time we've gone ahead, we've won a game. So we don't get back is that, into is games. That right? Yeah, we, we don't ah, get right. back into games, but we don't tend to lose them either. So it's it's an odd one, really. We either turn up or we don't. <laughs> yeah. I think Burnley go yeah, into no, the game it, as favourites. Yeah. Yeah, I would say so slightly. Yeah, yeah. Obviously playing at home as well. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to. So it's going to be a packed stadium, isn't it? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I'll be there. Probably going to be on TV, and yeah, no, I, I wouldn't like to call it at all. It's going to be close. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you the the golden question: Who are you rooting for? <laughs> oh dear me! That's, I don't I, I don't know because I don't know really because obviously I, I was a supporter of Burnley as a young lad, but I have a lot of obviously allegiances with Blackburn. We've been there ten years and. Yeah. Absolutely loved it. I didn't really want to go from So, shall we just call it 50-50 and we'll say it's going to be a draw? <laughs> <laughs> Deep down, you want a Burnley win. I know I know you do, Kev. I know you want... Deep down, you can't say it, but you want a Burnley win. I know you do. <laughs> Anyhow, the other thing is, let's change subject. It won't be decided on Saturday, Sunday, will it? It's only three points at the end of the day, so, you know. Exactly. Uh, where, where will you Where will you be watching it, or will you be watching it? Yeah, probably. It's, it's probably on TV, isn't it? I would have thought. Yeah. I don't. I don't get to a lot of games now, to be honest with you. I don't. Um, but the two teams I do go and watch are Burnley and Blackburn. Yeah. yeah. And I, 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 the other thing about Rovers at the moment, because I, I worked at the Blackburn Academy for nearly twenty years. Well, we've got Adam Wharton and John Buckley that are on the periphery, of yeah. getting into the Rovers team. Yeah. So. I'm taking a lot of notice of that at the moment because that's like, you know, that's that's good. <laughs> yeah. Because I remember them as like nine and ten year olds, you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, yeah. Bu- Bucko's just sort of gone off the boil a little bit. He's back in the under 23s, John Buckley. But Adam yeah, Wharton. Yeah, I've noticed. Adam Wharton, yeah. the Wilpshire Perlo, we call him. He looks a player. Yeah. I think that he might go on yet, uh, Adam. Yeah. You know what I mean? With, with greater respect, he might go a bit higher yet. With maybe somebody will come in for him. I don't know. Absolutely. Yeah. There's rumours, isn't there? He really does look like the he, real deal. He might come to Clarence. Yeah. <laughs> he did. Hey, I'm telling you, he did. It, 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 when I when I left Rovers Academy, they gave me a picture of all the um, the young kids. It was a team photo, basically, and me and the other coaches were on it. Yeah. And when I left, I wrote all the names of the players down because I knew I'd forget them eventually. They're only they're only ten year old then. And I remember putting a um, a little brackets around Adam Walton, and I, and I put then 
when he were a ten year older. I, I put this lad will play, you know, play professional football. Yeah, even because even then I thought, yeah, this he, he was just a natural with Adam. Yeah, he didn't need coaching. Amazing. Yeah, he just knew how to play. That must be so such a satisfying, brilliant feeling to to have watched him it all is. the way through. It is, yeah, something like that. It is, yeah. I were, I were absolutely made up when he when he made his debut. Great. Yeah. And John, John was saying, yeah. I didn't think John. I didn't think John had that kind of natural football brain. He's still a good player, don't get me wrong. Yeah. But Adam, I thought this lad, yeah. You, you, you know, you just can't tell it ten. You know, you just can't. But there was just something that I saw in Adam that I thought, yeah, this lad just knows how to play football. <laughs> awesome. Great family as well. The Whartons, Wharton brothers. We have got Scott at the centre back as well. So. I, I don't, I don't know his brothers so well. I don't know his brothers. Does he plays at the back? Doesn't he? Yeah, centre back. Yeah, he would have. Yeah, he, he would have been quite a few years ahead in his development, I think. But yeah, yeah, decent. Yeah. Well, Kevin, um, thank you so much for your time. It's been you've been yeah. the, the perfect guest. Total, to have on. total pleasure, Kevin. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well, like I say, let's, let's not take it too serious, boys. It's only a game. <laughs> Absolutely, exactly well put. What a way to end day. Eh? <laughs> I think that's perfect. Uh, Kevin, yeah. thank okay. you so much, all the best, and um, thank you for being such a superb guest. Okay, thanks, guys. And up yep, the clarets. You. See you later. <laughs> <laughs> the El Lang Classico podcast with pickles and gravy. Gravy, how good was it to have Kevin Heard on the pod? Amazing. It was great, wasn't it? Yeah. When we were talking about doing the pod. Yeah. Kevin Hurd was the first person I wanted on the pod. Yeah. I'd have had him on instead of you, to be honest. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, I think he, he's perfect. He sums up pickles, everything what this pod's about. Pickles and Hurd. Hurd pickles. Hurd and turd. Hurd and... <laughs> <laughs> That's just immature. It doesn't work on any level, but I'm laughing. Um, no, you did. I remember you saying, and you were extremely excited when I uh, it gave me a really great opportunity just to go. I can get his number. Yeah. That annoyed me a little. I mean, I'm chuffed we got him. I'm annoyed that it was so easy for you. Stretching your little tentacle contacts out. <laughs> no, he was oh, so good. I mean, I just... The, Fascinating. I, I loved everything about that. I loved uh, the accent for a start. <laughs> you came on with that slight twang of a bit of Burnley sort of calm accent. Excellent. <laughs> And if you haven't had enough El Lan Clasico podcast, we're delighted to say that we will hopefully, fingers crossed, all being well, be bringing you an instant reaction pod on Sunday. Well, I feel like we should. Yeah. That's what the pod's about. It's the purpose of imagine the podcast. If we, imagine if we just ignored the derby. <laughs> <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> just... What? Just didn't reference that it was actual current games. I feel, like we, should, I feel like we should actually talk about what happened in the game. Yeah, yeah it probably would be appropriate. So we'll, we'll do that. And uh, we'll try and bring it to you as quick as possible so you can either uh, join your counterparts, or your, you know, whether you're, a, you're a, whether you're a gravy fan or a pickles fan, you can join us in either ecstasy or agony and hopefully be a shoulder to cry on. You've been listening to El Lang Classico Podcast. Thirsty for more? Of course you are. Follow us on Insta, Twitter and the rest via at Lang Classico or visit langclassico.com. Tarkok. Tarkok.